Hey, if you are a fan of the Belonging Factor podcast, you are going to love the Belonging Factor book. My new book, Belonging Factor, How Great Brands and Great Leaders Inspire Loyalty, Build Community, and Grow Profits is now available. So get on Amazon, order your copy today, ebook, audiobook, paperback, hardcover. We've got you covered no matter what your preference. Hello and welcome. It's another special edition of the Belonging Factor podcast. And this special episode is with LinkedIn Local and LinkedIn Local Pittsburgh specifically, but there are LinkedIn Locals all over the world. And what's so cool about LinkedIn Local is it's about taking these online connections and getting into the community and getting offline and meeting people and interacting with people and furthering that relationship. So we don't just talk about LinkedIn Local on this episode. In fact, if you read the show notes, this is a deep and wide-ranging interview. Sitting with Amy and Steven from LinkedIn Local Pittsburgh, we got into so many topics. In fact, as you're listening, you'll hear us realize that, man, we should probably start scheduling sequential episodes because there is just so much we got into. Now, here, what you'll listen to on this interview is a lot of surface level of a lot of topics and some deep stuff where it counts. But if there's anything else that you want to hear, if there's anything that you'd like to get more into or hear more from our wonderful guests this week, send an email. I belong at belongingfactor.com. Tell us what you want to hear or go ahead and send a DM at belonging factor. That's how you can reach me on Twitter. Love to hear from you. So let's take a look at this interview with Amy and Steve from LinkedIn local. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks Happy for to us. be here. Yeah. yeah. This, this is awesome. It's really cool to have the opportunity to you know, meet people that you know through online connections and connect offline. I think for us, it might have been opposite. I think I, I think I met you guys in person before we ended Absolutely. up connecting online. That may online, have been true, yeah. Which is, which is a little so. bit opposite of how so much of it goes. But um, let's, let's get the audience a little bit acquainted with okay. each of you. So, Amy, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, thanks for having us here. Mm -hmm. And, um, so LinkedIn local, um, both Steve and I are co-hosts and we have two other co-hosts that couldn't make it here today, uh, Stephanie and and Tim. Um, and it was what, about two years ago at this point Mm -hmm. or a year and a half ago that, um, I was really, really active on LinkedIn and, um, just seeing LinkedIn kind of transform with being more personal. And, um, you know, they talk a lot on LinkedIn about the LinkedIn family mm-hmm. um, and just seeing how personal it became. And for myself, I, you know, as a psychotherapist and um, someone really looking to inspire and motivate people and be real and authentic, I really just naturally kind of bridge that to my content on LinkedIn, just being myself. Um, and from that, meeting a lot of awesome people throughout the world as well. And um, one of those connections, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blank on her name <laughs> at this point, Lila, Lila. Um, she was uh, a LinkedIn local host in New York. 
and I was connected with her and really just, you know, she's a beautiful soul. And um, she was doing a video post about hosting LinkedIn local events, and I hadn't heard about it at that point. LinkedIn local had only been around for maybe six months at that point. And I was just like, hey, you know, I wonder if Pittsburgh has these networking events. And she immediately connected me with Anna McAfee, who is the founder of the initiative of LinkedIn Local, who happens to be in Australia. So, you know, I'm connecting with someone in New York. I'm connecting with someone in Australia, just, you know, like that. And I I talked to Anna and she said, nope, there's no one hosting any of uh, these groups in Pittsburgh. I was like, well, you know, what can I do to make that happen? Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I can make that happen. Um, so, you know, the, the way that they had been doing it at that time is the founders of LinkedIn local were assisting in onboarding the, the host from the, the different cities. Um, and so they would do a little brief kind of introduction and training through Zoom with us and help us to know what they were about and what they really wanted to promote. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. Everything they said was really what speaks to my heart with with just connecting with people and, and being real and getting curious about other people and trusting that there's a lot of power behind that. And from that place, then there's a lot that we can do to kind of change the world from that point. Um, and, and really just understanding each other and understanding how we can bridge resources, you know, just the more that we know about people. Um, and so your background is in psychotherapy, right? Correct. Yeah. And it, obviously that makes sense. You, that's a, as an in-person medium. And mm-hmm. so LinkedIn local really like for the listeners who may not have ever experienced it, the, the whole idea is to do what is to take these digital online connections you have with people who you may or may not have ever really spent time with in person. Correct. And do what yeah. With it. Yeah. So Anna, you know, basically realized that, okay, on LinkedIn, we have all these great connections and we, and we're engaging more, but they live in our backyard and we've never actually met face to face. So how do we actually take those connections into the community and, you know, further engage from that point? Um, so it really, LinkedIn Local is really just a community initiative. It's all volunteers. We don't work for LinkedIn. Um, we're, you know, just coming together and saying, hey, let's let's meet. So, um, you know, Stephanie was actually the first connection that I had. She's not here today. Um, her and I were already doing different networking events uh, f- for our field. Um, she's also in the healthcare field. And um, we have been doing that for a year, just collaborating, trying to bring our, our network together and, and support each other. So I was like, you've, you've hosted before. You've done some catering through your company. Do you mind just, you know, collaborating with me? And she's like, awesome. That sounds great. Um, and, and, you know, Steve, I guess you can talk hmm. a little bit about how, how we connected. But, yeah, the main point is we really want uh, – to see that there's more that you can do and take action with from those connections that you have on online. Don't just leave it at, you know, engaging on the post. Really think about, okay, you know, what can I do for them? You know, how can we bridge resources? You know, I think people talk about 
having hidden agendas and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we also have to accept that we all have agendas. You know, the reality mm -hmm. is there's something I can do for you and there's something you can do for me, even if that's very mundane and simple, even if it's a matter of, you know, just feeling connected and part mm -hmm. of community that, that can be profound for people. Um, and we can talk about how some of the folks in our events have really talked about how it's brought them out of their cocoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or it's, it's, it's business, and there's no shame in that either. You know, if we actually care about each other and our community and, and doing well as a humanity, you know, I, I, I'm going to care about how to support you in your business. Mm -hmm. And the more that I know about you, the more I'm going to, you know, be a bulldog and champion right. for you and your initiatives because, you know, that's just what I do. That's, that's my value system. So LinkedIn Local is is not and i don't want this to be a you know an ad for <laughs> linkedin local right? no, not but at all. but really it, it's about the the concept of of not like a a networking event like some networking groups right mm -hmm. uh, many listening to this have been part of them or are part of them where you have like one person from each type of industry right. that's allowed mm -hmm. in and the idea is you just are referring each right. other to business Right. And we still don't even necessarily learn a lot about each other. And mm -hmm. in those instances, it's just based on exclusivity. Mm -hmm. And that's how you do it versus this idea of, hey, maybe there's 30 people at a LinkedIn local event, but we're not networking. We're building relationship mm -hmm. and, right. and and community together. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do something as a result of that. So maybe before we dive too much into that. Yeah. Right. Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, my name is Steve Haroon. Um, I wear many hats, and as we were discussing before we kick this off, um, myself, I am a sales rep for a national sign company, so office signs, building signs up on walls and things like that. Um, I'm a big advocate for ADA, uh, so the raised numbers and braille that you see on signs, there's a bunch of codes and regulations surrounding that, so I speak to that a lot. Um, I did sign design and wayfinding for over a decade before I got into the sales role. Um, I'm a Coast Guard veteran, so I do advocate for I do advocate for uh, veteran um, issues, and um, I help support fellow veterans that have PTSD, um, both on Facebook groups and in person. Actually, LinkedIn Local connected me with a fellow veteran with PTSD who has, since he attended our event, it was one of the first social events that he'd really mm -hmm. been to oh, wow. um, because of. Uh, you know, his, his depression, anxiety and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he has since furthered his career because he actually opened himself up to making mm -hmm. human connections beyond the computer. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't speak to the power and testament of why the three of us are sitting in this room today, I don't know what does. Oh yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's extremely powerful. And <clears throat> I, I have been part of those business networking events where uh, it's either speed dating where you sit mm -hmm. down with somebody for five minutes at a time and you give them your elevator pitch and then you, you get move really on. good at an elevator pitch. You though, do. Yeah. Like really yeah. Good. There's a positive. To yeah. That. Yeah. Um, and I've been to the, you know, exclusivity, uh, events mm -hmm. and I honestly, I haven't gotten much out of those, mm -hmm. uh, business wise. Personally, I've gotten more out of LinkedIn the two years that Amy and I connected and mm -hmm. uh, started doing this with Tim and Stephanie than I have out of any business meeting I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. the way that I got sort of thrown into the fray of this is, as Amy mentioned, there is much more of a human um, 
human-centered focus on LinkedIn now than there has been in the past. Right. In the past, it was very suit and tie, um, very formal. Um, don't speak about this. It's not Facebook. You know, how many times do we see that a day on our, on our feed, <laughs> right? Um, and one of my connections liked a comment that Amy had made on a post. And as I was scrolling through my feed, after I skipped the this is not Facebook post, um, <laughs> I saw this comment and it hit me on such a personal level that I've never experienced in the many, many years I've been using LinkedIn. And she, it was like she sort of exposed her vulnerabilities and I felt compelled to reply to that comment. And I said, look, um, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic. I was atheist for a while. Um, now I consider my, myself more spiritual than religious. My last name's Arabic. I'm German Irish, right? Um, my, my LinkedIn photo oftentimes is me in a suit and tie, yet I'm covered in tattoos, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I do speak very eloquently and uh, articulately on sign codes and regulations, and um, I was a sailor for six years, you know? So there's this whole other side to people that a lot of people don't see, mm -hmm. um, and I think people on LinkedIn need to see that mm -hmm. to really understand. And if you are going to... That's gonna, a great point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. if, oh, man. If you're going to do business with somebody and somebody doesn't right. like that my last name's Arabic or that I was, you know... Um, you know, German Irish or uh, any of those things about that I have tattoos, whatever. You know, maybe they're not my client. Maybe they aren't suited to be my client, right? Mm -hmm. So if they do see those vulnerabilities and understand who I am as a person and what my my personal goals and trying to help others, and they see that side of me, they might others might be compelled to do business with me, right? Mm -hmm. um, or to make awesome friends or. You know, it, it's even gone beyond LinkedIn where, you know, Amy has her business and she's doing things on Facebook and I share it and you know, I try mm. to help, you know, that yeah. it bridges, it, yeah. it, it transcends business, mm -hmm. you know, which That's is right. often transactional. Mm -hmm. um, even those networking events that you talked about, very transactional. Let's throw that out, let's throw that into the garbage and actually connect with people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's sort of why we're here. Yeah, tra transactional interactions is very much what kind of moving into a digital online world has allowed us to do mm -hmm. at, a, at, at a level and a, a scale and speed that has never happened in mm -hmm. the past. Right. And there's so much value to that. There's so many positive things to that. Mm -hmm. And from the perspective of belonging factor for the listeners who continue to listen to belonging factor podcast, share it. And for the work that you guys are doing, it's about not letting people, and the humanity get lost in that fray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, one of the topics we've talked about the, before is this notion that in the job environment, human skills, right? You call it emotional intelligence, anything you want to give a, a, a name to, but human skills are skills that truly can never become replicated or replaced by automation or AI, mm -hmm. right? Automation and AI are, are great things. They're going to help us progress in so many factors, whether it's medical field, you name it. And some of the basics, customer service, it's already getting replaced mm -hmm. by AI. Uh, mm -hmm. Sales mm -hmm. is getting replaced by mm -hmm. AI. These are things that we've traditionally thought as human mm -hmm. required things. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be people. There's always going to be a need for jobs. There's always going to be a need for uh, organizations, businesses, et cetera, to produce results. And there's always going to be a need for people to be involved in that. So mm -hmm. how do we continue to make a world where these two live together, a, a, 
a valuable world for not just the mm -hmm. outcome, the result, but mm -hmm. also the people as part of it. So to to mm -hmm. both your credits and the work of all, obviously you know Tim as well mm -hmm. and and Stephanie and everybody who's involved worldwide in this mm -hmm. idea of LinkedIn Local, it's mm -hmm. such a great way to take that traditionally stuffy business mm -hmm. networking app website mm -hmm. turn and help evolve this into an uh, amazing way to just mm -hmm. build community mm -hmm. right uh, Absolutely. it's not about like i you know i've got connections all over the world all of us have connections mm -hmm. in different countries right. and we're like oh look at that i got a connection request from mm -hmm. london how cool right mm -hmm. but like what about those 15 people that are in right. your backyard and, and, so and that's I, what's so awesome and i think what what really drew my attention to linkedin local and and just how that is in alignment with a lot of the other things that i'm doing and passionate about is it's actionable it's mm. about doing something and you know i think this year and a half we've we've kind of fumbled around with you know what are what are we doing with linkedin local like how do we want to make it the best and you know obviously with all new initiatives it's um, exploring a lot of different things and making some mistakes and learning and growing from it. Mm -hmm. And kind of where I'm at and, and some of the conversations we've had is what, what more can we uh, encourage in taking actionable steps at the meetups and post meetups so that it's also not even, you know, because connection is good. And what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. You know, and connection can feel good. Community can feel good. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing with that? And a lot of what I teach my clients is about um, reciprocity and exchange. And, you know, are you taking more than you're giving? Are you giving more than you're taking? Are we as a community an acknowledgement of that? And actually, um, you know, so talking about belonging, I think that is harmony, right? We it can't is. really belong if we don't look at what is in disharmony and, you know, how to um, support greater harmony. And that's not really going to happen if we're not taking action either. So, you know, there's, you know, thinking about what, I, what I'm doing in my own work with uh, taking people uh, into nature and, and using nature to help them heal, um, a, a big part of that is so that they can really see what they're a part of and how they're doing harm or, you know, how they're creating healing or strength and, and growth because of that. So, um, you know, what I like to bring to the meetups is helping to inspire people to say, look, you actually really do matter. You know, so what do you want to make matter? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, what do you want to do that actually is going to matter and have that impact? Because everything you're doing has an impact, mm -hmm. including you sitting at the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we, we've, we've had some great conversations at a lot of the meetups where we're, we're facilitating this discussion about what's difficult mm -hmm. for you guys about engaging with each other or taking this beyond this room. And... You know, people, what's been great about that is people start talking about, well, I'm really anxious about, like, actually going up to that person mm -hmm. yeah, that and just even anxiety, saying hi, right? yeah. you know. And, and so, you know, we get that. That's daily life, um, that anxiety. And, and, and what I love about the concept of your podcast and what you're doing is you're looking at belonging there. What, what's the blocks there to mentally, emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. spiritually to actually take action? Because we're in a time and in a culture where it's not enough to be aware. Like, mm -hmm. we actually have yeah, to do true. something with it. 
Right. And I think on top of that, Amy, sort of just to add to it, I think one of the coolest things about LinkedIn Local was the variety of people that we have had. Mm -hmm. Race car drivers, tailors, um, people that are in insurance, people, filmmakers, um, security guards, tow tow truck drivers, health and wellness, um, design, architect. I mean, it spans so many gamuts of who who lives in our community yeah, it's representative of absolutely. the community that's exactly. the point right absolutely right. That and somehow we've managed to do that with very niche networks absolutely <laughs> i have no absolutely. idea how that happened and but. <laughs> none of these people would have been able to shake hands mm-hmm. you know there, there was there was not no catalyst to have them actually meet in person and make that connection Mm. and LinkedIn local facilitated that. That's just Mm -hmm. mind boggling. It's Mm -hmm. mind blowing. And that's happening all over the world. Yeah. And, and so even outside of LinkedIn local, just the idea that there are so many opportunities that exist that if we look at it through a different lens than maybe the lens that is initially presented or what our, our perspective or paradigm kind of view of that is Mm -hmm. so many opportunities to just get out and do that Mm -hmm. as people to further the, the idea that we share aligned values, at least in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And it's great. In fact, it's encouraged if we don't align in other capacities because that, I don't want to call it tension, but that um, that difference is part of what helps bring that diversity together of background and mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. help impact and shape what's different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the four of you aren't lockstep with each other like identical twins, uh, who right. hosts LinkedIn Local, right. you all bring a different flavor mm-hmm. and I'll have Absolutely. a different, mm-hmm. uh, right, a, a, a different piece. And, you know, just my experience in having attended a couple of events, when you're speaking and engaging with folks, you can see some mm-hmm. of that, that difference, mm-hmm. not just in your behavior, but also in how people, like a, one person who might interact with three of you, mm-hmm. kind of gets that flavor and, and how they act and react in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, th- and that's the dynamic that we have in the mm-hmm. real world in, mm-hmm. in our communities mm-hmm. so one, one thing that you guys kind of started to talk on uh that i wanted to to get into because you've mentioned comments and likes and responses to posts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and by social media management companies they call that engagement and mm-hmm. they have engagement right. indices index and and all these right. different measurements of Analytics. engagement <laughs> right yeah big data around social media engagement mm-hmm and while it is nice to comment on a post and while that can lead to an amazing mm-hmm. connection right. that, that, between the two of you guys mm-hmm. that, that has happened as a result of commenting on a post, we can't fool ourselves into thinking that that's engagement. How many posts I got, you know, how, how many likes I got today right. on my post or mm-hmm. how many comments I got or how many shares mm-hmm. it, to Amy, to your point, it's mm-hmm. that actionable part. Right. And what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in the story you shared, Steve, the, the, I think the magic was there was an action that was taken. You took an action cause you saw, exactly. you saw something right. and you took a, that further action rather than mm-hmm. just go, Oh cool. Comment. Look at that. Nice. Right. And you know what? I think a huge part of that is it takes a little bit of courage to do that. Sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage for people to do that. And that's what I I talk a lot about in in my practice with people about change will never happen unless if it's uncomfortable, unless if it takes a little bit of courage or a lot of courage. So at some point it's also like, okay, this is something I can do. Like I, I, I can 
I'm allowed to <laughs> reach mm-hmm. out directly to somebody because mm-hmm. I think all this inadequacy and inferiority stuff comes in for a lot of people that, you know, we, we project onto the other person or circumstance that they're not really going to care. You know, I'm just a nobody and, you know, they're just going to think I'm, I'm annoying them or, you know, I don't really matter. But at some point you got to put all of that stuff in your head aside and just take an action. It, it doesn't have to, you don't have to make it bigger than that. Yeah. You know, because sometimes absolutely nothing will occur. The person will ignore you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's fine. And, and that, that says wasn't... a lot more about them than it does about you. Right. Right. right? Or they were just busy, you know? Right. Like, True, that that's... too. <laughs> yeah, <there's> that. <laughs> you know, it might really not mean anything. Because I've been on the other side, you know, once actually being a part of LinkedIn Local and all this, oh, I hate to call it popularity with that mm. and all this flux mm. of contact where I was literally like, I can't, I'm just <laughs> going to have to be imperfect and not right. respond to things because mm. I just can't handle the volume, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so not make it big and just continue to take courageous steps. Yeah, Get it, out of your comfort zone and just just do it. Do something that scares you, even just a little, mm-hmm. but it scares you. Do mm-hmm. it. Do it anyway. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. And and learn from whatever happens with it. <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a famous um, shoe and clothing brand that has had a slogan for a long time around that concept of just get out there and do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, <laughs> I think we were talking about the yeah. logo inspires right. action too. Everyone loves swooshes. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, so w- with with the expanding kind of further on this concept of mm-hmm. what it means to really engage, let's get let's get to like something kind of big for a minute, and then okay. boil it down to actionable. Cool. Let's see how that Absolutely. works. I like that. So we already did that with kind of do something that takes you out of your comfort zone. Just pick something that like write a list of something that scares you and pick one of them and just do mm-hmm. it today. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, just mm-hmm. do it and you'll build a kind of reflex or muscle mm-hmm. memory to just accept a challenge when it comes your way, mm-hmm. whatever it is, particularly as it relates to connecting with others or, and this is where I want to get to helping others. Cause Steve, you have some, some experience in this mm-hmm. helping others who you may see struggling in a way to, to connect or to get their point across. Let's call a work environment. Somebody mm-hmm. who's, who's having a tough time getting a colleague or their boss to mm-hmm. buy into an idea that they have that you see some brilliance in, or even struggling to share mm-hmm. something that could be really great for the team mm-hmm. or for the business. Um, a, as a result of having just some of that, that fear, some of that trepidation. And I know you mentioned that you, you work with some veterans who have, you know, experienced challenges and issues mm-hmm. with PTSD and, and being able to just get out there and right. talk to people mm-hmm. and relate to people. So there might be some parallels there. I don't know. What, what are some of your thoughts there? So I, I, I like a lot what you said. And sometimes people have difficulty expressing their ideas to others because of that trepidation or that wall that they've built up around themselves, which in fact is very much the case with PTSD. Um, and this this sort of transcends both the PTSD thing and the corporate mm-hmm. world because, you know, how often are we shoeboxed in a cubicle? And there are physical walls that stop you from or hinder you from getting to that executive's office. Um, but at the same time, I think it's our own limitation that stops us from being able to frame that idea in a conscious thought that you can then present. And, I, you know, while you said there might be some brilliant ideas – and I'm sure there are 
millions of brilliant ideas that never get presented because that person doesn't know how to adequately express that or articulately express mm-hmm. that to other people. And if you can help somebody do that, I mean, what greater feeling in the world would there be to help facilitate this amazing idea, get to the next level or, mm-hmm. or be put into practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A, a lot of people with PTSD, um, sort of siphon themselves out and keep themselves in the silo uh, with these walls built around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes it's their home, right? And they feel comfortable right. in their home. Um, they feel sad, uh, survivor's guilt, right? Uh, why wasn't it me? So it's hard for them to feel worth in themselves and put themselves out there because they don't feel like they're the ones that are adequate to be doing that. So uh, the one gentleman in particular that we talked about earlier, um, after our meetup, he actually spent a little bit of extra time with me, and he was like, I can't even tell you how, how this helped to open my eyes and make me feel comfortable and help me feel better mm-hmm. about myself. I mean, mm-hmm. that one event that we had, if there were any that we had, that first event that we had that he came to, and he didn't even come from LinkedIn. He came right. from another site or something like that. Mm-hmm. If I helped him or we helped him with, we helped that one person and, and that was it and we didn't have any other mm-hmm. events, so be it. We helped somebody and I, it helped him further his career. He's, he's looking at engaging in um, social organizations now and mm-hmm. to help others with PT. Mm-hmm. I mean, we totally wow. broke those walls down. So. Right. And, and this wasn't a person that you knew ahead of time Absolutely coming not. in that had right. this struggle, right? That right. had this challenge. Yeah. And, and that's the part that I hear and feel and have seen a lot in my experience in corporate world. You, you may not know the reasons why the things that are happening, but if you create as a, just a, a peer, as a coworker, mm. if you create a space where somebody can be heard and feel like their voice is at least respected Mm -hmm. that can give confidence Mm -hmm. to take that next step Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's just a matter of asking the quiet person hey what do you what do you think about Mm -hmm. this uh you think you you wouldn't like it it's just it's silly Mm -hmm. right no Mm -hmm. actually like tell me Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. give some encouragement to even if it's a half-baked idea Mm -hmm. give some encouragement to develop it further or to do something Mm -hmm. else with it Uh, but we all get in our silos all Mm -hmm. of us we all are working towards our objective, whatever it is, and can see those things happen, but not know what, why, mm-hmm. and not know what to do about that, but know that there's probably some value that can be had here if I just pause and slow down and give space for that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the simple fact that you know this gentleman came to, to LinkedIn Local, mm-hmm. sat and went, wow, there's a space for my voice and mm-hmm. I can maybe do something with it. And then the work that you guys did in some dialogue after, mm-hmm. I think that's best. If we're thinking about how as just humans, we can help foster this sense of belonging, not just in ourselves, but in others, particularly mm-hmm. if that's part of your value set, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as asking a question and listening. Like, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, I was just going to say so much of it is, is teaching skills of, of listening and observing and, and, so much of that is as well that while I'm listening to, to also listen to my inner experience too. And that includes how reactive I am. 
to other people and what they're saying and doing? Am I getting defensive? Am I um, feeling jealous? Am I feeling entitled? Am I, you know, getting impulsive in some way? Mm-hmm. Um, and just that listening not only to, to what's going on with them, but also to, you know, what's happening in this moment mm-hmm. with me and that interplay. And, you know, where you're talking about some people might, or the way that I heard it was, some people might not really have the skills to bring that concept forward, even just communicate it. And how you're speaking so much about diversity, that what really matters there in diversity is they're being able to play on people's strengths and understanding that some some people just simply are never going to do that. Right. <laughs> They're never really yeah. going to do that well. Right. So, you know, what's their what's their forum? What's you know, what do they do well? And, you know, I, I, I don't know if we were talking about this earlier or before we started recording about um people really understanding their identity and and, and who am I? Yeah, um, we our listeners have not had a chance to hear that. So that, that's maybe a good topic to dive into a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how do I know who I am? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like the, the question. And there's a lot of uh, ph- philosophical thought that we could get into with that. And I have some colleagues that are really deep into that and saying, well, you know, we have multiple consciousnesses inside. And, like, you know, part of that is the soul and the personality and, and what is there. Isn't part um, of it just kind of find what feels right and then like explore that and start there if you don't know? Like, oh, this this feels fulfilling or this mm-hmm. this act that I just did wasn't nearly as painful as I thought. I actually kind of liked it. And then to mm-hmm. like just kind of do that. Is, isn't that kind of part of the, the first step in starting to really identify? Well, so yes and no. no? Yeah, okay. I mean, yes, you're on the right track because we need to simply be aware. Right. We need to start with awareness. Right. We need mm-hmm. to start with observing. And in order to do that, we need <clears throat> to have the courage to be honest with ourselves. Yep. So that means that we need to be willing to see our dark sides and we need to see where we're kind of, you know, BSing ourselves and um, where our wants and our longings have more to do with our ego and selfishness than they might do with, this is my value system, with maybe a higher purpose, a greater meaning, a meaning that impacts the greater Mm. good. So um, that then is, uh, you know, what is your... um, I would, I would consider that your spiritual value system, a right. greater sense mm-hmm. of meaning and connectedness. Um, but you, you can't even get rooted into that if you're not um, aware of what makes, what makes me up, what drives me. And you have to really be willing and courageous to look at all the unhealthy drives mm-hmm. that I'm driven by greed. I'm driven by selfishness. I'm gri- driven by entitlement. I'm driven by... Um, hunger. I'm driven, you know, wow. <laughs> if you really start yeah. digging deep into your subconscious with what's driving and what's motivating me, then we actually really start to look at, here's where I get reactive and here's where I car- cause harm and I, and I create destruction in the workplace or my relationship or my community. Um, or even just for myself, I sabotage myself because I get scared or I get angry. Um, so 
with that said, it goes a bit deeper than this is what feels good because it really depends on how aware are you. Right. And I would differentiate between feeling good and actual fulfillment. Uh, I do think there is a, a truth to we we can have this greater sense of this is what's right. This is what fits and and that is nourishing and fulfilling for me and for those around me if they choose to allow that to fulfill them because they could say (laughs) no I don't want this (laughs) I'm good Good you know I don't want anything to touch me and that's their defensiveness reaction but you know I guess what I'm saying is there is an actual harmony somewhere right so, yeah. so while it feels good to get 100 likes and 15 shares on a post, that might not really be the thing that truly mm-hmm. expresses my identity. Right. The fact that I get all these likes and it's these a good shares, high. right? It's a, great, mm. it's a great little high. Mm-hmm. So a word I don't think we've used, and maybe that's good because it does get overused and out of context, is authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Be authentically yourself. And that gets talked about so much on this podcast but one of the things that really I, I'm I'm feeling for for the first time in a while is this idea that God, I don't think we've explored this. So my listeners can okay. they'll send me an email and they'll tell New me that, that if we've like already it. gotten into this or not. But, but the just just this idea that yeah, how do you be authentic if you don't know what that is for you as mm-hmm. a person? And so without getting into uh, another hour long of therapy mm. and digging into this. W- um, the tips that you just gave on how to, to kind of gut check that initially mm-hmm. is, I think, a really good start for all of us to keep in mind as we are interacting in our communities and wanting to help for ourselves and for others foster this this greater sense of connection and belonging. Mm-hmm. Being authentic, it's a great concept, but w- what does that really mean? And how do you mm-hmm. know? How do you how do you line it? So, what's a test? Maybe you guys can share this. Because the, mm. the both of you have mm-hmm. talked about identity to, to a good degree here. And Steve, you wear 100 hats, right? So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, how, how do you know when you're being authentic with yourself? Or are you just wearing mm-hmm. the hat that somebody else is kind of hoping? So what's a test? What, mm-hmm. what can we give so, our listeners? So I give presentations on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple presentations in a week, up to 10 to 12, right? Um, in, in my current role that, that I do professionally with signs, um, I don't pull any punches when I present. I am myself 110%. Anyone who knows me outside of work that has seen me present um, knows that when I'm, when I'm up in front of people, I am me. You know, I don't, I, I, I try to, um, I try to capture all the information, but I present it in a way that, that I personally just, just do, right? Um, to, to sort of, test my authenticity um if somebody wants to connect out you know from a professional environment they want to connect outside of that professional environment on a personal level and i open that and we sit down and we're talking about our family life and our kids and our history and and our friends and our other you know our outside network and things like that um like let those barriers down and and be accepting of who that person is and share who you are, you know, don't pull any punches. Don't, don't think that they have a preconceived notion of who you are. Right. Um, even if they do, so what present who you are. Right. I mean, um, try not to try not to capture yourself in what you think other people think you are and just be yourself. Right. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if that goes anywhere or not. Cool. You know, yeah. it, it does. And so I think back to you know my, my time in the corporate environment, and I was living in Hawaii at the time and had a bunch of employees that, that uh, I was responsible for helping them succeed. And I ran into a couple of these folks out in town because mm-hmm. Hawaii is a very small community. Mm-hmm. It really is. And they were shocked. They were surprised. I had on shorts and a t-shirt right. and you know, my tattoos are right. all hanging out. And, you know, I've got on a ball cap and mm-hmm. sunglasses. I was, that, that's me on the weekend right. when I'm out in Hawaii. It's just how it is. And the, you know, the, the tattoos are part of me and my identity. Mm-hmm. I chose them for a reason, all that stuff. Absolutely. Right. And they were shocked. They, they were, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this is you. Mm-hmm. And that was incredibly challenging for me. Like I, I've pondered, I reflected on that a great deal because while I didn't need to be wearing shorts and flip-flops to work, to you know, show my identity, mm-hmm. the fact that there would be such a disconnect with people, what people thought I was based on how I was presenting myself to them in mm-hmm. one environment versus kind of what they saw in a different environment mm-hmm. spoke more to me about, was I living, you know, in a professional environment? Was I living the same way I, I live outside of me and how I care, care uh, mm-hmm. how I carry myself, how I talk, just the, the connection I'd be willing to have. Like, you know, my tattoos were not visible in my work clothes, but, uh, and it wasn't just about the tattoos. Like you know, we mm-hmm. actually hung out for a little bit. It was at a concert thing. You know, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit and I'm like, Oh, you're so much cooler than I thought. Well, we've worked together for a year. Like, right. it's not about the cool factor, but it's about the fact that, how, how come I wasn't demonstrating or showing this mm-hmm. in that time? And so for me, it was a huge reflection on that idea of just be yourself, show up as yourself. Don't try to be someone else because it's exhausting already to, mm-hmm. to try and be yourself. And by, by the <laughs> way, nobody can copy you if you're yourself, right? It's just, you know, don't, so don't try to copy someone else. And, and I think to some degree it was you know, so imposter syndrome was something that comes up like I, as me, I didn't necessarily mm. deserve to be in this space, in this title, in this role, doing this thing. So I have to be what I think other people mm-hmm. want me to be in this role. And I, I'll tell you, we've all seen it, right? Countless times. It, it exists millions of times a day across every workplace across the world where somebody is being what they think somebody else wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it exists in churches. It exists mm-hmm. in, um, in a, a countless number of places where somebody is being what they think somebody else wants them to be. And they think that's the thing that's going to help them further right. their agenda mm-hmm. back to agendas. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, particularly as I mentioned in, in work world or anything else where the human factor just becomes that differentiating driving skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be able to, to be truly ourselves, be okay with it and know that that's really our, personal brand and competitive mm-hmm. advantage, mm-hmm. not what somebody else thinks we should be and then trying to adhere to that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. Yeah, go. Sure. go. Um, so one, I think of the concept of enslavement when you're talking about that as mm. opposed to being in service. Mm-hmm. And, and and some of um, my, my partner and someone I respect and who's also been a mentor to me and colleague, uh, David Gamble, they um, speak a lot to this and um, ha- have talked about this concept of enslavement vers- versus being in, in service and um, really figuring out, recognizing that as an adult, you have some, you you have your own personal power, you have your own personal yeah. abilities, mm-hmm. you have your own personal truth, whatever that is, and, and nobody has a right to tell you what that is. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody has a right to tell you what that is. You know. So um, either the people and circumstances and environment around you is, is sustaining and supporting that or it is not. And if it's not, then there's a problem <laughs> that needs to be addressed. Um, and that's your personal responsibility and your mm -hmm. own personal power to look at that and, and take action to do something different. Because otherwise, you become enslaved to the expectations of others, whether that be in relationships, whether that be in your workplace. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't, all that creates is dependency. It doesn't actually really further anything in humanity. Um, it might keep things, uh, you know, sustainable, yeah, which is, is, mm -hmm. is fine. And maybe that's necessary. I'm also not going to judge that because mm -hmm. there's points where that might need to happen. Um, but you also need, you should probably look at that and just own that as I'm, I'm making this choice and, and, you know, I'm okay with that right now. Um, there's, there's a lot of good reasons why people do that. Um, so that concept of looking at how you can actually get in service, and I am speaking a bit to my own value system with that, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to check in, you know, what is your value system? And again, uh, David also speaks to, and, and I use this concept often of looking at what is your why and what is your what? So the why being, you know, why do I do this? what's really like the point behind why I do anything in life? So, I mean, that's going to take some time to get to that. And all of us have, have done that. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing that in, in various ways in my, my personal life. And that immediately connects to my professional life. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and for me, finding that answer, which, you know, I'm, my why is, that it, in all that I do, I'm looking to um, support that other individual and really seeing who and what they are in the context of creation, in the context of nature and what is around them, who and what you really are. Mm -hmm. um, and that I need to know that as well to really fully support that. And, you know, I could get into more spirituality and my beliefs around that. I don't, I don't have to dig into that. But then from there, I get clear on my what. You know, what am I doing then in life that supports kind of that vision and, and that statement that's always going to fulfill me on a deep, deep level. But if I, if I start to, you know, get sidetracked from that, then what I'm going to do is just a, bu a bunch of noise and a bunch of busyness for me and for other people. So the actionable steps are really dig deep into your what and your, wh your why. And you better believe that. That should be hard. <laughs> it should be a bit life-changing. Right. You know, start with the why, and then you'll get the what. Um, and you probably need some support. You need some accountability. You need to be able to look hear from other people their feedback about some things where they they can point point out incongruencies in your life where you know hey you know Devin you're saying you really care about these things but how is that actually translating in your world mm -hmm. you know or is that actually really going on because if not then I'm, I'm sorry people but you're just really being a coward mm -hmm. that's a good word for it and I think that's that's a uh it's a strong word. It, it is it's, a strong it's word. It's a very strong word, but <laughs> right. it, but it is a good word for it 
if the mission is truly to have that personal accountability mm-hmm. to have alignment, value alignment. And that's mm-hmm. so much of what we continue to talk about over and over with uh, belonging in, uh, on, on the podcast here. And in general, just in the community of belonging is this idea that um, that intent has to be authentic first, right? And that's your why, right? Mm-hmm. That authentic in- intent is your why. Mm-hmm. And being open to and getting feedback from others we are the worst people to to judge the experience that we put onto other people mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. so being able to right. hear it and listen and get that feedback is a great litmus test a great way for us to understand the impact of our actions it may mm-hmm. feel great for us that we're doing it and it's having right. the adverse impact into the community into the world mm-hmm. that or or maybe just not the direct effect that we're wanting it's got some other avenue to it and all of the greats uh, who've ever done anything, whether it's sport or business, you name it, continue, even in their greatest part of the arc of their careers, mm. have coaches and have people who can give objective feedback. In fact, they pay them sometimes millions of dollars to mm-hmm. tell them what their husband or wife would probably right. tell them for free. Exactly. Right. So listen to your partners out there mm-hmm. for everybody who's listening. <laughs> Step number one, don't fight back when they're telling you something because mm-hmm. they're trying to give you some valuable mm-hmm. insight that will help you further your mission. Absolutely. Right. They want to be connected to you in, the, in right. a way that feels good to them. So listen. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. That, that's a, that's a, a little humor off of a really dark word. Yeah. Well, and and you know what? Yeah, I, and I can be blunt and I can be harsh and you have to. And, and we and have to be, don't we? And right. it's true. And yeah. and the reason why I use that word is because you know the personal responsibility is you're here to fulfill whatever you are intended to fulfill. So it's it is a disservice to everybody to not step up to that plate and do that. And th- and that's why I'm using the word cowardly. You're not only hurting yourself, but you're you're taking away from opportunity for everybody else if you're not stepping up to the plate and doing what you can do. You know, you can do it. Just do it. Get clear. Right. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, that always comes in, right? But, I mean, get clear on those things. Get support. Um, And there's there's no reason why you can't get clear. And there's no reason why you can't do it. Mm. I think every single block becomes some... I mean, there there certainly are physical blocks, but there's many people out there. You know, we could probably um, uh, name ten different famous folks out there who have came from, you know, rags and poverty mm-hmm. and yeah. didn't have the physical support around them, and they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And most of them would say all all of this in some terms that you got to just step up and do it. And oftentimes that having nothing will put you in a circumstance where you realize either I do this or I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, a whole lot of that is like that self-realization. Like before any of that happens, someone has to mentally process that there's something going on. Right. This Mm -hmm. is, this might be the first time some people are hearing any of this right at all. Mm -hmm. So that might cause somebody to do this deep dive into who and or why and what. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I hadn't heard those concepts before, but I have, I've heard of self-reflection, you know, self work, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I understand the concepts. Um, but I think it's great that we're talking about this at all just to get, um, 
awareness mm-hmm. about it out there. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that, and that tangible action is required mm-hmm. to the point that we've, we've brought up several times. Tangible action is required. Concepts and awareness is important first step. Right. And then what you do with that is the next step. And so whether that is from seeing a comment on your post and feeling great mm-hmm. about it, well, then what? Then, mm-hmm. then reaching out or mm-hmm. whether that is kind of shying away from feedback that you don't like that challenges mm-hmm. you a little mm-hmm. bit uh, rather than address it, think about it and make a change on it. Kind of like uh, the way I felt when somebody said I was they didn't expect me to be this way when they saw me out mm-hmm. in town in Hawaii. And that challenged me because I, I felt like I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't feel good mm-hmm. that I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of being somebody else mm-hmm. because I don't feel like myself is good enough for that position that I'm being right, paid to do. Right. Wow. I feel, I felt like I was an imposter. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been there. Mm-hmm. And you know, by the way, I made the change and things changed in my life quite a bit as a right. result. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Conversations took on a different too. dynamic right. and yeah. results took on a different, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And and I know that story exists out there for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and the story also exists out there, almost for a lot of people. They're like they're one step away from being able to get to that next part mm-hmm. of the story. And so as we kind of wrap up here, mm-hmm. I'd love to. Uh, I don't want to do it rapid fire, but maybe just you know, kind of short, brief, one or two things in each of these categories. I'm going to ask you to give advice for people and how they can show up differently in their community how they can show up differently at a networking event than mm-hmm. they've done before, how they can show up differently if they're a business leader or in charge of people, maybe a church leader or anything where they have care for others. Mm-hmm. And then advice for job seekers, because a lot of folks who listen to this are people who are also out there looking for jobs um, and trying to find out where they belong in a better work environment. So mm-hmm. one or two things, we'll, 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 okay. we'll, we'll hit the list here. And so Amy, I'll start with you. Steve, I'll get to you immediately after. Okay. So advice for people how to show up differently in their communities. Okay. Open your eyes. Okay. And look around, including up. <laughs> Nobody ever looks look up, do up. they? No. Look you up. You know, this is a sign. I do, I do environmental graphic design for a living. <laughs> and no one ever looks up. <laughs> look up. And, and part of that is making eye contact. So mm-hmm. what does that require, guys? You got to put your phone down. Take a oh, walk. Radical. So actually w- take a walk, not a drive, in your local business di- district mm-hmm. without your phone, put it in your pocket, put it on silent, make eye contact, and look up and look around. Okay. You're gonna just see so many things you never saw before. I, I believe it. Yeah. I do, and I, I want it. everybody to report back to me and email me and say, <laughs> I, you know, I saw this and I saw that because I do this all the time and I'm still blown away by things I'm still seeing <laughs> every time that I walk in my neighborhood and I, and I just see things differently. So you heard that Amy earlier said that she's overwhelmed with all the communication she's getting, but she asked <laughs> all of you to send her an yeah, email this is how I sabotage and say what happens when you look up. So this is a self-sabotage. Okay, disclaimer is I may not reply. She may not reply, but she will read them. Guaranteed. I will read them. It may take me months, but I will read them. <laughs> and by the way, Amy's email will be in the, the description be. down below. I'm so gritting my could, teeth. <laughs> so you could, you could send Amy that email. Don't copy me. Maybe I'll write a book from it. I don't know. You know, it could be oh. good. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'll do something with it. Yeah. But I, w- I, will, I will look at them. If yeah. you want to be in a book, send me <laughs> an email. I'm really just shooting myself. <laughs> she, she just signed up for a lot of work, A lot of you guys. things. This is yeah. what I do. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve, your advice for community. What's something somebody can do to show up different? Say hi to your neighbors. No one talks to their neighbors anymore. Yeah. Learn about them. Um, introduce yourself. Um, if you notice someone needs help, help them. Um, if, if you typically go to a big box store, go to a small community store that might be family owned. Um, you would be amazed at how they are willing to bend over backwards to accommodate or help or service or whatever, you know, help you out. Um, and likewise, help other people, right? Um, if you notice that somebody needs some help, help them out. If you see someone, we're in Pittsburgh, right? So I know you're, you're in eight countries now, but here in Pittsburgh, we, we have snowy winters. If your neighbor's driveway hasn't been shoveled all day, go knock on their door and offer to help. I know knocking on a door is sort of like a crazy, you know, I'm going to get shot kind of thing, but um, <laughs> break down that, that preconceived notion and see if someone needs some help. All right. So that's and, per- oh, go. and lastly, um, community oh. organizations. Oh. Um, mm. we, we're talking about LinkedIn and stuff, but Facebook has tremendous community uh, pages. My community in the South Hills has a wonderful, uh, there's actually a couple community pages, and um, there are websites out there specifically for community involvement and engagement. Nextdoor, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Nextdoor yeah. is cool. wonderful for not just lost dogs and pets, um, but people connecting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really a wonderful tool. Yeah, and, and this, this, again, this mix of what we can use the technology and digital tools mm-hmm. for to actually have a, a human connection, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That, mm-hmm. that concept that behind every single word that's typed and like that's, that's clicked mm-hmm. is a human. Yeah, so that's great. Okay, so that's the community. Mm-hmm. How about advice for those who are going to networking events? Mm, like How do they stuff. show up different to networking <clears throat> events? Okay, so look around at networking events, find the person you're least likely to want to talk to mm-hmm. and go to them. So and judge talk people to them. by the cover and then go look what's in the book. Right. Exactly. Okay. Cause yeah. All, Cause you're going to do we that. We all anyhow. judge by the cover. Every single person. Right. And if First you say you seconds. don't, you're a liar. Right. Yeah. So go, go and, and, Inherently, that's just putting you out of your comfort zone, which, you know, all of this is about that. Get out of your comfort zone, even just with building, you know, we're not never going to escape the word network or networking. So Mm -hmm. um, just getting out of your network by, you know, automatically you want to go to the people that are similar to you you know, in business or, you know, appearance or dress or whatever. That's just human nature Mm -hmm. to do that. So if you do the opposite, you're already expanding your network. And greater than that, you have an opportunity to educate people about something different, as do they. So you're, you're already implementing some kind of change by that happening. So that's the first thing. The second thing is at networking events, do something actionable that holds you accountable. So... For instance, we did this at one of the networking events. We didn't have a chance to follow up to see what they did. But I challenge people at the event, schedule a coffee shop date or lunch meeting with someone right now. So that Don't was at just an event I was at, it. by the way. Did you do it? I did. Did it work? Yeah. All right. The, yeah. This, this Would you have done it otherwise if you weren't challenged to do it? At, at that particular event? No. Wouldn't have happened. 
Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so we, uh, yeah, he'll probably sell my house. Like it's, you know, like. That's what I'm talking awesome. about. Don't just think about doing the thing and trust that with the world being as distracting as it is, that you'll leave that room and, and hold yourself accountable to it, even though you really, really wanted to do it. You know, we have limited attention spans. <laughs> mm. So if you're thinking about it right now, there is some positive to being impulsive. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. okay. Sometimes. Like in this <laughs> case, be impulsive and just and, and just take that, that step. Um, so, you know, when I, I've learned that I have to do that because I don't want it's more it's more steps beyond that interaction at the networking event to schedule a coffee, you know, now I have to follow up by email. We're playing email tag mm-hmm. and now we're not available. No, sit there. We have our schedules right in front of us mm-hmm. and put it in the schedule right now. And some people will say, well, you know, I'm not really sure how I feel about that person. We'll, we'll get over that. <laughs> you know, deal with whatever your judgments are there. Pick a spot and location that you feel safe and comfortable with. And if you're thinking about meeting with this person, then you just, you, you should probably just honor that just do it, and just yeah. do it you yeah. know um don't overthink it cool networking what do you got steve networking so step one go to the events nothing's mm-hmm. gonna happen unless you put yourself out there to begin with right mm-hmm. um step two uh, i love what amy said about intro- introduce yourself to someone um that, w- that might be different than you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most meaningful connections that I've made at net, quote unquote net- networking events is when I walked up to a group of four or five people and just simply said, hey, I'm Steve. Mm-hmm. And then immediately that group brings you into that conversation. You know, you don't have to step in with a witty joke, you know, some, some mm-hmm. weird sideline like, hey, how's that weather? No, forget that. No <laughs> one likes pleasantries. No one likes small talk. Just introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Put yourself out there. It's hard to do. Do it. Just introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Steve. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself to one of the people in the group. They'll open up that little circle and you're now in the group. Or another good tactic is to introduce somebody else. Ooh, yeah, and that's I, perfect. I, I mm-hmm. love yeah, bringing people I know to mm-hmm. events that I host yeah. so that I could introduce them to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and aligning with this idea, uh, you know, of belonging. I mean, that's and, mm-hmm. and helping people overcome the step. And a question I asked earlier about mm-hmm. how you, if you see somebody who maybe could benefit from mm-hmm. influence, I mean, that's it's a simple, simple, simple step to do. There's already trust in in the relationship to some degree mm-hmm. and you're all in the same room. So you all have exactly. some, but mm-hmm. somewhat of a shared purpose, right? Introduce someone else. What That's a great, right. great way. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to add one because I feel like this one is counterintuitive in some environments, uh, networking environments specifically. Stop trying to sell anything Yep. Mm-hmm. and just listen and learn, mm-hmm. just show up and listen and learn and uh, let, let people talk. You'll gain a lot personally as an individual, mm-hmm. a lot, even from if you're just thinking purely business, mm-hmm. you'll gain way more purely business that way than by going out and trying to tell somebody why you're really great at what mm-hmm. you do and why mm-hmm. they should consider thinking of you next time they, ha- mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Sometimes it takes a year before that seed grows into yeah. a business opportunity. I just literally had this happen Did you? from mm-hmm. someone that's loyally coming to uh, LinkedIn local networking events from the beginning it's led into a 
you know, business opportunity. So, mm-hmm. and great. and never was that the intention. Right. It was really just getting to know each other and we met for coffee. We did that. <laughs> and, you know, it just it grew from that point. So, yeah. Listen, learn, mm-hmm. and eventually, if it's right, it'll be right, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it will be that. Don't show up and try. It's it's not a race to hand out the most business cards. Yeah. I right. promise. Yeah. Right. Or how many you collect. Stop right. selling at networking events. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Advice for uh, leaders of people, mm. business or church or whatever. Leaders of people. One or two ways to show up different. Humility. As a leader, yes, you're at the top, but you're really at the bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And see the and and I've so guilty of this because people want to look up to you and, and put you on that that position of power and authority and that pedestal. So you know, having the humility to really know you have something to offer, but at the same time, you don't have more than anybody else. And how you can truly take that step back and, and really be able to listen and hear, not just verbally what people are saying, but what are you seeing from them emotionally? Mm-hmm. What are they not saying? You know, the, what, what's, what's being missed there? What's not being spoken? Because most of your employees or your community or, you know, whatever you're, you're leading, there's things they're scared to say. Absolutely. You know, and some of that is because they just respect you so much. They don't want to say, hey, you, you really hurt me mm-hmm. <laughs> when you said X, Y, and Z. Or I, I feel really inadequate because you redirected me to do this. And, you know, I was really passionate about this other thing. And I feel dismissed. And I feel so as a leader, though, it's your responsibility to create that um, sense of community where they can bring their grievances to you and you're really humble enough to hear them. And what does that require? That requires you to really have that strength to um, look inside and um, be willing to see your negative aspects of your personality because as a leader, that's going to be reflected back to you all the time. Oh, yeah. um, you're, you're, family life, any of your unresolved issues are going to show up in the workplace. And as a leader, if you don't, if you're not willing to do all of that work and healing and growth, it's just going to become dysfunctional. So where I see issues with leadership, I see leaders that aren't doing their own personal growth work. And then they start projecting onto the workplace or the environment. Um, so where I have leaders that saying, yeah, but my employees, and I'm like, yeah, but you, (laughs) Mm. let's start with you. And then let's also look above you because it all, it it comes all directions and not that the employees or the community isn't responsible too. It's truly, you are unique as a leader, as a model for everything that they're doing. You set the stage and that's a big burden and responsibility. It is. You also need support. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know? So I guess I spoke to many things, not you, just you one did, thing. But, but humility being really at the foundation of all right, of it is, right. is be, ha- have the humility mm-hmm. to know that uh, not everybody's expecting you to have every answer and all mm-hmm. the right answers mm-hmm. and to steer the ship all on your own. Mm-hmm. That every piece of that team, that congregation, you name it, uh, has a should have a voice and a part in it. Listen to it. Serve that. Mm-hmm. Don't command right. that. 
And don't be enslaved to it either. And don't be enslaved to yeah. it. All right, for leaders. Right. Steve, what do you got? So, leaders. Um, I've had my fair share of leadership uh, responsibilities as well as observations over the years, um, serving in both the military and uh, just private sector. So what would I tell leaders? Um, quite a few things, actually. Um, number one, listen to your employees. There is no better heartbeat of your company than your employees. Mm -hmm. If your employees aren't happy, your customers aren't going to be happy, your bottom line will not be happy. Number two, forget about the bottom line, mm. right? If you focus on your employees and more so focus on your customers, mm -hmm. you won't have to worry about your bottom line. Listen, you just cause some people to like scream <laughs> and true. yell it's and true. throw their phones across Good. the room. Can yes, I weave true. something else into that that we talked about? We could go into it like three more episodes worth of material it's, it's on this. The why, <laughs> it's the why. It and is. the what and Absolutely. the how too with that. Yeah, Absolutely. Spot on. And following that, help your employees. Be your employees' backbone. Listen and respect them and have that empathy. At the same time, give them the tools that they need mm -hmm. to help them. Right especially if they have an, a new idea to present, and this is maybe number five point, um, <laughs> listen to new ideas. Mm -hmm. There are so many people in the world, other than yourself, right? They all have different perspectives. They all have different experiences. They all have different knowledge. If they have a tool that they believe could further your company providing to their customers, because really bottom line, the companies that provide to their customers the best are the biggest and best companies, right? Period. Virgin, uh, Amazon, uh, at one time Verizon, like whenever at one time. Well, Southwest, I worked yeah. for Verizon for a short time. And at that point we were the number one cell phone provider in the world for customer satisfaction, right. actually number one in America of any company right. with customer satisfaction in the first line in the company culture statement, customer first period. That was it. They focus strictly on the customer and the ha happiness of the customer. So I served as both a customer service rep and a sales rep. And when we strictly made sure the customer was happy, profits were like in, out of control. It was the largest yep. growth of any like company mm -hmm. in U.S. history. They weren't worried about the bottom line. They knew that would come. So agreed. Yep. Right. Um, the the new ideas thing. Um, you know. People are coming out of college. People are learning things online. People are learning about things themselves. They might have a new software, a new process, a new thought process, right? Um, there might be new technology to help your, your organization help the, provide for the customers. So definitely listen, listen to your employees, help them, and be open to new ideas. Do right by your people. Your people will do right by your customers, mm -hmm. and your customers will continue to reward that with their business. You mm -hmm. got it. And right. the, the leaders of those large organizations don't just have those little quippy quotes all over your LinkedIn or Facebook page for a reason. It's because they're true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Last one uh, for folks out there who are wanting to show up as job seekers, show up for that next piece of their career where maybe they feel like they can belong better what's something that they could do to show up different because it's not on that employer or that prospective mm. employer it's on mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. mm. this is a good one um 
Want me to tag in on this one first? Yeah, why don't yeah, you get us started? Switch it up a little bit. I want to marinate chomping at the bit on that Whenever you pose the first the question the first time, I was like, oh, I got a good one. So I love, like, my being, my why is I love helping people. Um, this is literally in my, in my LinkedIn summary. Like, as a Coast Guardsman, I drove small boats and did search and rescue and helped people. Um, I went to school for industrial design, which focuses on fixing problems to help people. Uh, you know, being in, involved with LinkedIn Local, it's strictly to help people. I make no profit. Like Amy said, we zero, zero summary. The, the profit I make is through the connections, mm-hmm. right? And that's really the most valuable thing in the world. So um, potential uh, or, or job seekers. Uh, number one, we talked about this before, put yourself out there, do it, right? Just do it. Uh, number two, find the companies that align with your personal morals and ethics and beliefs, mm-hmm. um, the companies that you ideally would want to work for, and start connecting with those people that work there. And maybe in management positions or even employees, because you might learn from the employees that that might not be a place you want to work. Right. And then you're in a bad situation. Um, Look at that organization's culture and diversity and see if there is a place where you fit. Right. Um, Right now, most companies are as transparent as they ever have been in the world with social media and the internet. Uh, Glassdoor.com opens up that door, right? Sure does. Um, Glassdoor, right? Um, So uh, ask for help. Ask for people that you know uh, to review your resume. Someone might write a little bit more articulately than you can. Um, But really, I haven't had to fill out a job application since my first job out of college because of LinkedIn, because of connection, Mm -hmm. because of people that I know or people I know that know people that I need to know. Yeah, and so to to that particular part, if I could even summarize that into one point uh, about the the connection part, Mm -hmm. it's it's not that you know them. That actually is friggin' meaningless, isn't it? It's it's the people Mm -hmm. who know you and what they know you for. That exactly. really matters. Mm-hmm. And back to the point of this whole entire thing that we're talking about today and even bigger than that in general belonging is to, to show up, to be you. And when people know who you are and what you're about, they actually get a chance to know where that fits in their lives. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. if something comes up and you know, it, it rings their bell of, oh, yes, yeah, Steve, that's the guy that I should, you know, hey, check out this job, man. This, this might be really good to mm-hmm. look at. Or, hey, you got you have a job coming open. You need to talk to this guy, mm-hmm. right? He's all mm-hmm. about it. And that just that concept there of, um, of use that opportunity in the network to not just collect connections right. from those organizations, right. but to do something with it. Even if it's still digital, it's still online, it's messaging mm-hmm. or whatever to, to build your brand, your profile right. mm-hmm. authentically with those people. I, I have two other really quick. Let, no, let's do it. We have all the time. In I the don't want to dig in mm-hmm. too far, but, um, Pursue your passion. Don't just take a job for a paycheck. I mean, you can do that to sustain yourself while you pursue a passion. Keep in your head, block that, um, contain that information that this is strictly a paycheck, right? And so that you can pursue a passion. Um, Worst job I ever had in my life. Dreaded waking up. I was sick more than ever. Uh, I had shingles when I was 36 years old because of the stress that this put in my life. Um, 
literally worst job I ever had. I quit without anything lined up. I, it was just, it was, it was a fiasco. Don't ever just take a job to just have a job. Pursue a passion um, with an organization that, that you believe, either by yourself as, as an entrepreneur or with an organization that aligns with what you believe. Um, and number three, like last, create. I don't care if you're a develop, you know, software developer in signage and wayfinding like I am. Um, whenever you create, your mind goes to different places. Music, art, um, Legos. I don't care. Get a $5 Lego set at Target or whatever. Create. When you create, it opens your head up to, to new possibilities and actually new thinking. So... That's my that's my recommendation for job seekers. And there's a lot of folks who tell you they don't have a creative bone in their Doesn't body, matter. but what's funny is mm. you, you you pick up a set of Legos and just mm-hmm. start putting them together and mm-hmm. suddenly you have something, whatever it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have something, but what happened through that brain process Absolutely. is mm-hmm. the, the the brain chemistry is changed mm-hmm. so different than how your brain's mm-hmm. normally working. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a great one to add on here. So mm-hmm. follow your passions, create. Yeah, I've got, I've got these well, things. And people, Amy's warming up to yeah. this idea now. Well, I just want to say something about creativity. The people that struggle with creativity usually struggle with play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, play actually is a innate survivalism component. Animals in nature will play. The only reason they would ever need to play is so that they can survive. And it creates the most ability to adapt by coming up with creative solutions. Um, and so mm-hmm. animals in nature will play, hunt, or, you know, gather, or whatever, and all of those things are helping them come up with creative solutions. So there's a whole book on play. I can't think oh, of I'm the sure. author. Oh, I'm sure. Like, hide-and-seek to me comes, like, out of my... Right. Like, to the, right to the top mm-hmm. of my head is that, that one, because I remember playing, like we all do, mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid where you're like, okay, what's the best way that I could possibly mm-hmm. like hide? <laughs> best way to hide is to just go up, right? Go because up. they're never going to no look up. No one looks up. <laughs> right. You're right. Exactly. Right? Like, seriously. Yeah, they don't look up. Uh, but, uh, and then if, if you're the, the seeker, right? Like, mm-hmm. to figure out, like, uh, you know, what's that way that I can get a little bit of an advantage? Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I've never, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm glad there's books on it because yeah, it's right. way yeah. out of my pay grade. Yeah. But, well, but I, what a great topic. And I think that concepts of creativity and play actually can come into every piece of advice that we're talking mm-hmm. about here too and finding belonging you know if, if if you're not that's a way to get out of your comfort zone it's a way to also explore through play um you know if we look to children they're they're innately curious in mm-hmm. their play and and their creativity so asking a lot of questions and asking more and asking more and asking more um you know, and, and I have obs- two kids, I can relate. Right. I don't have children, but yeah, I, I can imagine. And um, sometimes it can be annoying, I'm sure. But, you know, like continue to mm-hmm. to keep asking questions and, and get curious. But coming back to job seekers, um, what I would really say to that is a lot of job seekers, especially when they're coming into interviews, they get really anxious about you know, what do I say? And they're so focused on what you as the interviewer is going to say to me and how I'm going to respond. So to, to shift that dynamic, I say to them, go in interviewing them. So look at, you know, because that is the point. You're there. You're an asset to them, whether they realize it or not. 
Um, and if they don't see you that way, then you don't want to work for mm-hmm. them anyhow. They don't value you. Mm-hmm. So also, if you go in to interview them, you're showing that you have confidence. Um, you're also showing that you really care about how their organization works. And therefore, you're going to be an asset because you new employees are some of the best assets because they're coming in with all the questions. Typically, they're coming in with all the questions. They want to know how everything works. And wherever the organization doesn't understand or know how the things work, it's a great, great opportunity for um, both parties to kind of work together and understand how they can operate in more harmony and and be smooth um, and where some of the gaps and the holes are. So in in the interview, if you're being that person who's naturally curious about the position the job duties, how the org- how you're going to fit within the company and why and what they're looking for. If they can't really answer a lot of that, then you're not going to be properly supported when you come into that organization. Um, and I've had interviews where I've done that. And number one, they're typically surprised that all of a sudden they're asking me a lot less about mm-hmm. me and, and shifted the direction. Um, and they've already found out a lot about me just mm-hmm. by my questions, mm-hmm. and they don't have to ask a lot at that point. Um, and kind of like the interview is done. Um, and, and again, you'll just, you'll just see whether it's a fit or not or whether it's a really kind of lax organization and whether that's going to work for you or not or Super where their infrastructure or, yeah. is really fragmented. Uh, yeah. Um, whether you're going to have supervision or not, right. what that actually really right. looks like. Um, yeah. And it, it takes away some of that ang- that performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right. It shifts the focus. Because really, you're just you. You know, don't don't try to make things up and come up with, with this perfect answer. Either you know the answer or you don't. And mm-hmm. I think having the integrity in an interview to say, I'm not actually really sure. Or you know what, I don't really have that experience, but I'm really interested. One of the appeals was so that I could get that experience. Right. You know, so just be honest. Mm-hmm. Don't People will see right through any way you're trying to <laughs> manipulate or deceive or create a Yeah, or worst case scenario, you convince them through your dishonesty to hire you, and oh, yeah. then so you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Not really Day exposed. one. Right. You know what? <laughs> right. Um, I love that you talked about value. Um, I have a friend who just retired from an illustrious career in the Coast Guard, and now he's interviewing in the public sector. And one thing that I keep hitting on with him is value. Um, like they asked about his, his pay and compensation. I said, you know, don't tell them. What you, like the military, it's a bit different than private sector. So present, like ask them, what's, what's my role with this organization valued at? That should be the compensation package. So wherever you're going in the world or whatever you're going to do, understand, number one, there's a value to you. You are valuable to our community and society and to the organization. You have to understand what that value is. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's a key that's a key thing too. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said value. I actually wrote the word value down. I hadn't touched my pen, right? When <laughs> I wrote the word value down before Amy, like a split second before Amy actually cool. said it. Cool. And then laughed silently over here. <laughs> she it's like, oh my gosh, she, she hit it. Cool. Cool. So uh, 
We have opened up a lot of topics mm-hmm. on today's show, mm-hmm. uh, and that I can only serve, hopefully, to benefit everybody who's listening. So for a recap, if you want to go back and you want to really sit there and think about all of the, the different facets that we went through, and I know some of you have already emailed me. You guys take copious notes, mm-hmm. which is which is crazy and i and i love that and i love that that this podcast continues to open up dialogue and minds and challenge ways of thinking or reinforce things that you thought were a little crazy to do so so thank you for you know letting me know that and sending that information over but just a, a quick recap i think what we really started was this idea this theme that connections uh whether it's digital or in real life this is people we're talking about and we, we kind of initially got into this idea of get active in your community, take online connections offline, expose yourself to real people and real people to you because there's value to that. And that seemed to just continue to permeate every part of our dialogue and conversation here. Um, if you have interest in connecting with Steve in connecting with um, even Stephanie or Tim who weren't here or Amy, the show notes have all the details for you. So check those out. You have all the details to connect. You can always reach us, belongingfactor.com, Twitter at belongingfactor, or I belong at belongingfactor.com if you like the email. We love the email here, so make sure you send those out. Uh, lots to unpack and unwrap in future dialogue, I'm sure. So hopefully mm-hmm. you guys will be willing to come back yeah, at some absolutely. point. Because, absolutely. because, man, we got into some some really cool stuff that <laughs> I've, does, like yeah. this this whole golden circle thing I love. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, again, check out the show notes. You'll find out how to connect. And if you're interested, if your area doesn't have a LinkedIn local and you'd love to be able to right. figure out how to take the uh, experiences that uh, Amy and Steve have talked about today into your community, that's another great way to, to uh, connect with Amy. Reach out. She'll read the email and I bet you she'll respond yes. to that one. I, I, uh, and I don't forget, do if best. you want to be in a book, send Amy Send Amy your feedback on what happened when you looked up. Yeah. Details below. <laughs> right. You got it. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us today on The Belonging Factor. We'll talk to you next time. Maybe you've lost time and money or you're losing the wrong people. Or you just have a conflicted culture that's searching for the truth. Or it could be something like productivity loss and people are just stressed. Either way, perhaps we should talk. I'd love to work with you and share with you through my keynotes, highly engaging workshops, coaching and consulting services, how we can bring the power of belonging factor and the tools we've developed to your organization and meet these challenges with real solutions that involve people, refine process, and help you deliver better profits. So visit belongingfactor.com or rudimentsolutions.com today. Thank you for listening to The Belonging Factor, and I look forward to working with you and your teams.